welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number 43 of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. It's called Afogados for Girl Dinner. <laughs> okay, some weeks when I make your podcast episodes for you, our podcast episodes for us, you and I, I've thought about the topic for weeks and weeks or sometimes months, sometimes years. Sometimes I read books and research things. Sometimes I base my content on my own personal life and experience. And sometimes I base it on the work I'm doing with clients and things that are coming up over and over again, right? So it comes from many different places. This topic this week comes from what I do sometimes, which is I just have an experience in my life that cracks me up and that might be related to something that I think is something that kind of is really relevant to our making ideas real in the world, being ourselves, using our voice, enjoying our lives, putting ideas out there, making ideas real. And uh, I turn that into an episode. And this is a combination of that plus an article that I read about girl dinners. So <laughs> enjoy it. And also some weeks I sort of have to you know, plan when I can get the podcast episode recorded, if I'm having a busy week, this week was that kind of week. But I tell you, it was like the carrot dangling in front of my nose because this content delights me so much. I couldn't wait to record it and have the experience of talking about this stuff with you. So we're going to talk about some affogados and we're going to talk about girl dinner. I used to have this client that I worked with that I knew before he came to me and asked to work with me. And we had hung out quite a few times uh, in sort of social settings with other families and groups. And he reached out to me and asked to be coached. And we worked together for six months. This client, every time, every single week when I met with him, he would make me laugh so hard that I would cry. He's very funny one of the funniest, smartest people. And I literally would cry laugh (laughs) every time. And so we finished our work together. Oh, by the way, I not only pretty much daily cry laugh, but I also snort laugh. Are you a snorter? This is on my mind because I was leading a retreat yesterday for a big company over Zoom. I had only met two people from this company before. And my training partner and I, we were (laughs) leading this session with all these new people, y'all. And about three minutes into their retreat, we were training them on dissent, how to encourage dissenting opinions in a group. We were having this conversation in this workshop around psychological safety, and we were using some Enneagram content which is like sort of like a personality test if you haven't taken it before. So we had created this content around all that stuff. So it's kind of like not heavy, but it was, you know, deep content. And someone said something funny about three minutes into it over Zoom. So I have like a microphone, right? And I laughed really hard at what this person said and snorted so loud that I surprised myself. (laughs) And then I said, to recover, 
I said so loudly, I'm a snorter. Oh my gosh. The entire conference room table turned and was staring at me. (laughs) And some of them were laughing. Most of them had big grins. But oh my gosh. I was just like, what have I done? What just came out of me multiple times? First a snort and then the words, I'm a snorter. Okay. We sent them a Google survey to send us feedback after that workshop. And I really think I'm going to hear about it, about that rogue snort on the survey. So anyway, I both cry and snort when I laugh sometimes. It's not pretty, but it's me. And I used to meet with this client who would make me laugh in every session. And now when we hang out, we sometimes relive some of his best one-liners from our sessions because I remember a lot of them. One of my favorite ones, he described as we were talking about sort of like thought management and thought awareness, and we were talking about sort of the weirdness of our our culture socially. And when we get into our own heads, how we get really creepy and weird and socially awkward when we're in our heads and self-conscious in a group and how that leads to other people feeling <laughs> creepy and weird and self-conscious. And we were talking about that when we're sort of used to that and we get into one of those mental ruts where we're uncomfortable And he was like, you know what it feels like? It feels like wearing a hair shirt on the inside of your body. (laughs) Like it's just itchy and rough. It's like a hair shirt on the inside and it's terrible. And that he was describing it and it just made me laugh so hard. So we talk about the hair shirt sometimes like, oh, I had a hair shirt moment yesterday. And in fact, as I think about all of the many one-liners that came from this incredible client. I realize I need to interview him on this podcast because he would make all of you laugh too. So if you're listening to this, you know who you are out there. This is, I'm going to call you and invite you to interview on this podcast. (laughs) So anyways, we finished six months of coaching together about six months ago and we stay in touch. He sends me feedback on the podcast. He texts me about the ones that he likes and we just stay connected. And so last week, this former client and my friend asked if we could hang out soon. And I said, yes. And I have to be honest, this is a person I delight in being around. I love laughing and I just love this human being. He's a beautiful friend of mine. So when he asked me to hang out, I'm like, a hell yes. Now, even though this is one of the most delightful people, and even though it's a person I love to be around, like I write his name down on my list of people that I need to schedule hanging out with, right? All of whom I really want to hang out with. My two best friends who also have children. We're trying to schedule time together around family lives. And another friend who I haven't seen in a long time that wants to hang out. And one of my brothers who I haven't seen in a long time and I want to hang out with. So I have like five names, all of whom are very important to me that I want to see. And realistically, as I write his name there too, with these other four people, it probably would have taken us a good couple weeks or even like a month for me to see him and get that time scheduled and actually make it happen. But as I'm writing his name down on the list, he sends me another text that says, Afogados at Papaleco's Friday, 3.30. How's that? And Because he sent me a specific place that's convenient to me that I love. I mean, I probably would have met him many other places, but like 
and a specific thing that I can imagine doing. And he said, kids are welcome. And it totally would work with my schedule because I could pick up my kids and go there and they would be very excited about having affogados. It was so easy for me to say yes. And I saw him three days later. It happened just like that. And it reminded me, I was a hell yes to that. (laughs) You know, he sent me a specific time and date and place, and it made it so possible for me because instead of having it be something that was on the list, it just was a yes or a no. And it ended up in this beautiful afternoon of having affogados and laughing and snorting (laughs) and cry laughing and walking to the playground with my kids and then having a beautiful long chat before we both peaced out and went home. So the thing that I wanted to share with all of you is that something that I've experienced many times before, and especially as I hear people saying that it's harder to make friends later in life or after you know your 30s or even in your 20s, after you've gotten out of college, and if you're not in a work environment where you see people every day, it's just harder. And when people have sort of move away or have different kind of lifestyles. And one thing, I did make a podcast called uh, New Friends or Making New Friends that was a few podcasts ago that you can listen to that have a lot of good tips there. But another thing is to ask people to do something specific. Ask something to do something at a specific time. And that's a specific thing. And it makes it so much easier for them to say yes, especially when you're offering a, a time and an activity that you know they'll like, or there's a strong likelihood that they might be curious to try or will like. So it's something that I just keep be re- being reminded of and that I'm going to try with the people that I've had a hard time scheduling with. And it really just makes things easier. So there's that. So then we walk to the park and I say, you know, he's, he's asking me, we're, we're catching up or we're talking to each other. And he is talking to me about his life. And I'm, he, then he asks me about mine and I say, Hey, do you have any feedback on the podcast? Cause he's a listener. And he says, you know, he gave me feedback, which I really appreciate. He said, you know, one thing is sometimes, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but sometimes it seems like you're really aiming your content towards a female audience. And I know that this person is a listener and a listener that I care about and a listener that gets a lot out of the podcast. And I have quite a few listeners who identify as male who text me about specific podcasts that they, um, or, or message me or whatever, email me about specific podcast episodes that really resonate for them. So I know there's a good number of men and people that identify as male out there that are getting good sort of value from this podcast. And it made me pause to think because yes, I have intentionally come from my own perspective as someone that identifies as a female. I do that intentionally. And also because I am a person that has done a lot of feminist study and humanist study and believes that, you know, there are, there's so much of our world that is, we live in a patriarchal society and everything is oriented around that. And there's a part of me that think, yeah, well, my men, or the people who identify as men on my podcast don't mind (laughs) because they know that the whole world and all of our lives, we've been told to think of ourselves as living in a patriarchal society. And so for anyone who I 
doesn't identify specifically with a gender or who identifies as female, which is the perspective that I'm coming from, that's something to balance out because we've heard our entire lives. I'll be your wingman. And these are in layman's terms and, 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 right? All of the things. And we could have an entire podcast in itself. And there are many about feminist studies, right? And specifically, we use all of the time the word you guys, right? I actually had this experience where I was watching a speaker who was speaking to a group, a really diverse audience of all different genders and all different ethnicities. And she said, Hey gals. And it was really interesting to me because that is exactly the same as saying hi guys or Hey guys. Right. But to watch people sort of be a little bit confused or like shocked at the weirdness of being addressed as gal or when people are addressed in a very directly non-gendered way, and we feel like sort of it stops us for a moment. I think all of that is really wonderful. So here's a very direct invitation. If you are male and you've ever felt excluded from this material, because I sort of default to female perspective, because that's my own perspective, here's your direct invitation to not take that personally and to practice getting comfortable with that kind of language that women have been comfortable with our whole lives and to share any feedback that you have with me. I'll also be more aware of it myself. So today we're talking about girl dinners. And here's your invitation to also just think of this as me dinners, you dinners. But there's this article that I read about girl dinners that really made me delighted. And so I wanted to talk about that as I wrap up this podcast a little bit. What is a girl dinner? (laughs) Well, this article is talking about how you know, there was this movement around girl dinners around someone just like eating a plate of crackers and cucumbers or something in the bathtub at the end of the night, because that's what she felt like doing. And you can look up girl dinners and read about it. It's really fun. And it started out with like people posting on TikTok about girls eating dinner that are like this little combination of weird leftovers that look good to us because even though they don't make sense. And a lot of them were sort of related, not wanting to do dishes, which I so relate to. I am a girl dinner eater for life. Anytime I'm by myself, I eat a girl dinner. And so this article really struck me. I mean, I like to use a fancy cheese board or something that brings me joy to use. So it might be like this cedar hardwood board or something made of slate. But whatever the heck I want to eat is on that thing. And then it made me think of all the other things that I do that are not what I'm supposed to be doing as a woman who has my life together, but that I do because I want to, which is part of the whole girl dinner phenomenon. It's like both the solace that we get from other women or from the people that are close to us in our lives and the permission that we give ourselves to do whatever we want to, even when it doesn't make sense. And for me, I was thinking about how I'm like, still wearing platform shoes that are similar to the ones that I wore at 16 years old because I'm 5'1 and sometimes I like to feel taller. And about how I'm very organized in my house. I'm like an everything away person, pretty minimal. But there are like two or three cupboards that are the exception to the rule in our house. I can't stand clutter. But if I don't feel like organizing or putting something away, I will shove things in one of my exception closets. 
And if you come to my house and you look in it, I'm not going to apologize for it. I don't care. I get to have those. Or a weird thing is I love healthy food. And sometimes even when it's kind of gross tasting, I still think it tastes good because my brain tells me that something tastes good when I know that it's good for me. And I know that's not cool (laughs) and that people roll their eyes at it, but I don't care. That's what I like. I like to spend Sundays sometimes just forgetting that it's supposed to be the day when we're getting my entire family ready for the week and planning meals and doing laundry and everything. And sometimes we're so irresponsible and we go to the beach at like six at night and go hang out because that's what we want to do. And we have repercussions for it, but it's girl dinner night as a family. I have a coffee cup that I use every day that has this broken handle on it. And I do not care. I love that thing. And I will not stop using it. I've used it for like two years because I tried to super glue the handle back on and it didn't work. But that's my cup that I like. (laughs) I don't have enough spoons in our house. I don't have enough Tupperware. But I have like a beautiful live edge countertop that makes me really happy. (laughs) I sometimes really prioritize things that make me happy, like visually and tactically over things that are functional. It's pretty ridiculous sometimes. So like, what are the little quirks that you have? Whether that's what you eat for dinner, what you eat when you aren't responsible for anybody else, or whether it's all these other things that are just what you do that don't make sense. If you had to explain them to someone else, it wouldn't make any sense, but you do it because you're you and you get to, and you want to. Some of my very best ideas in art, in business, have come from this type of thinking, which is why I'm talking about it on here. Some of my combinations of ideas that I just rolled with, even though they made no sense, but they felt right to me, led to amazing things. I just did a branding photo shoot a few months ago, and I had these ideas for wearing a giant wig made of flowers, for filling a room full of giant flowers, for making a, you know, I have a half sleeve of flower tattoos and for making the other half of my arm covered in real flowers. That's like a flower sleeve in all these photos that I could do with that flower sleeve. And I, not, I didn't even really know if I liked flowers that much. (laughs) Bloom being the bloom coach is more about growth and about all things sort of blooming and growing, but I just went with it. And it led to this beautiful experience of doing a photo shoot with an amazing stylist and photographer and a flower artist that ended up leading to me just following this idea and having an experience where I was comfortable being the center of attention as a beautiful woman in a way that I kind of never have before. I've always been a little more gender neutral in in my energy, I would say. And have always had uh, the attention on others as beautiful female figures, but not anymore. I got comfortable with that. So what idea can you follow that doesn't maybe make sense to explain to somebody else, but that just feels like you? Maybe you can start with eating cucumbers and crackers in the bathtub, (laughs) or maybe it'll be a real idea of something you want to make and turn real and put in the world. There's one more thing that I want to say. There's been a little bit of a backlash against girl dinner where people started saying, is it healthy enough? Are they eating enough? Are these balanced meals? 
which really cracks me up. The way that I approach any kind of concept is that I take what I like from it. And I don't spend a lot of my time and energy focusing on being afraid of the downside of it or fighting against it. Yes, it's really important to call out harmful things. And I will do that, of course. But like charcuterie is harmful, right? (laughs) And if someone wants to eat cucumbers and crackers in the bathtub, they get to do that. And one more thing I want to say about that is that it sort of reminds me of the conversation around self-care. And, you know, sometimes eating cucumbers and crackers in the bathtub is self-care. You know, I was working out this morning at 630 in the morning and my brain started sort of like playing with the idea of how we call exercise self-care. And in that moment, as I was lifting weights and like you know, doing this exercise class, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this is not self-care. This is not like mommy's time to myself right now. This is my maintenance of my body time. Self-care is when I meet my best friend for a walk in the rain or when I lie on my back in the garden on this cushion and take care of no one. I pretend I can't hear anyone calling me. (laughs) Or when I go to a ceramics class. Or when I take a sauna in the middle, middle of the day with my meditation earbuds in. Or when I walk in the woods. It's not exercise. That's maintenance. That's work. Or when I eat cucumbers and crackers in the bathtub. Because that's what I feel like. So this week, I offer you two things. What do you do that doesn't need to make sense to anybody else, but that you're doing because that's what you're going to do right now? And how can you do more things like that? That's your assignment for this week. Have some girl dinner. Whether that's literal or metaphorical, what's your girl dinner? Whether that leads to an interesting meal, an interesting project, or just a little bit more joy this week, what's your girl dinner? Is it an affogato? An affogato in the bathtub? Whatever you choose, post a picture and tag me in it or text me or message me with your girl dinner, whatever that looks like, whether you identify as a girl or anything else. That's what I've got for you this week. And I will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.